0: the boot
1: that's right it's the boot we're recasting classic movie reboots so hollywood doesn't have to
0: this week we're rewriting the 1990 horror classic misery starring james khan kathy bates and richard farnsworth kenna this movie is hilarious or it will be after we're done with it (laughs) um no this movie was terrific yeah i i kathy bates well-deserved oscar winner james khan uh typically not seen as a uh incapacitated man i like it yeah i like it and there's two characters yeah it's gonna be a short one i know we
1: like threw in a side character to be like i guess we could just do one other person should we tell everybody there's a pizza coming yeah. so that they can get excited when it gets here
2: you dirty bird how could you she can't be dead Misery Chastain cannot be dead. Any in 1871, women often died in childbirth. But a spirit is the important thing and Misery's spirit is still alive. I don't want her spirit! I want her! And you murdered her! No, I didn't. Who did? No one. She, she died, she just slipped away. Slipped away? Slipped away? He didn't just slip away. You did it. 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 You You murdered my misery. Eddie. I thought you were good, Paul. But you're not good. You're just another lying old dirty birdie.
0: Paul, you dirty birdie. Dirty, dirty, birdie. You didn't think this movie was a little funny? Like, I know. Well,
1: yeah. Of course it's a little on. funny. Because she's crazy. She's crazy.
0: But I I think it, it was very genius for them to make her, like, so, uh, I don't know if it was because of her religion, but, like, you know, there's, like, a properness to her, mm-hmm. even though she's a fucking maniac. Yeah. Um, anyways, guys, welcome <laughs> to The Boot, a movie reboot podcast where I, Brian Flynn, and my co-host, Kenneth Trent, will take a classic Hollywood film and talk about it as if the movie was to be remade today by taking five of the characters, casting them with actors that we love, and sharing that cast with you. However, this week we are doing 1991's Misery, famously sort of a two-person joint. Yeah. The movie, most of the movie takes place in one room, essentially. Yeah. So, um, we're also going to add a, a little twist on this one, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Because we, we were talking about last week's episode. Uh, was it last week's? No, two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago. What About Bob? Check it out, guys. Where we talked about how What About Bob could have been a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. And so, we decided to take a psychological thriller turn it into a comedy,
1: a comedy. <laughs> which sounds great on the surface i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> I either don't, i don't think this is actually possible but i put comedians in this so movie. did i just so did i because because
0: <laughs> <laughs> why not guys so uh we're gonna talk about the movie misery in a little later but uh we have to talk about some movie news yeah um so uh so let's get to let's it let's get to it First and foremost, we need to talk about Mahershala Ali, who was just announced a few weeks ago at Comic-Con San Diego 2019 that he will be taking on the prized role of Blade. Yeah. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. The torch has been passed. Dear Wesley Snipes has given his blessing in a very strange tweet.
1: <laughs> What's so funny to me is how many people were like... Where's Wesley Snipes? Because I'm like, did people think that they were going to remake Blade and just, like, bring back Wesley Snipes?
0: Well, two things. Blade 1 is still fucking awesome.
1: It's good. And it does not infamously. It has some of the worst computer graphics in it. Yeah. Imaginable, the monster at the end. <laughs> the worst imaginable. But, like... How cool Wesley Snipes looks and is makes up for it like 25 fold. It's such a cool movie. It is the
0: godfather of the comic book genre. Yes, it really is
1: it is and it and it did i think garner some response when people which i mean deservedly like black panther being the first like major black superhero no. to get the kind of story he did but i think a lot of people were like are we forgetting wesley snipes paved the way i i mean and i think some people did
0: Here's what – like, you could also argue that – well, I have so many things to talk about. This announcement, this casting, an old Blade, original Blade. We don't have to really talk about Blade 2 and Blade 3, but –
1: You mean Blade Trinity? (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Starring Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel.
0: Um, And then the bow and arrow that's half as hot as the sun. Okay. So Blade 1 – where do I start? It has one of my favorite – Movie moments ever, which is when the vampire, the the, what's the nurse, an ER nurse called? An, an orderly. An ER nurse. She's like, isn't there a name for like an OR?
1: Oh yeah. Resident. Oh. She's just a she's a nurse she, in it, the he, emergency it's, room. A,
0: it's a male nurse, right? <laughs> he gets bitten. He gets transformed into a vampire, and he's looking for the the female lead, like the love interest. Karen. <sighs> Karen. Karen. <laughs> Every time that happens, my friends and I just go, apeshit. This is the funniest delivery I've ever heard. But something struck me today thinking about this movie. What if Marvel had decided okay. that Blade 1 is canon? Okay. And Blades 2 and 3, we will erase them. And Mahershala Ali is stepping in and sort of, into sort of a Blade 2. Okay. Kind of similar to how they did Mark Ruffalo in The Hulk. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: I am I can see them starting over because I also don't really know how they... Because Blade was created in a time where there was no plan for the Marvel Cinematic Universe just yet, as far as we know. And so nobody was thinking about how it connected into the world. And so I imagine that now that's their entire focus. Like, how does Blade fit into... And so that makes me kind of curious. Like, does new Blade... Especially because they're touting Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and...
0: The Multiverse of Madness, which is the greatest yes. name for any movie ever.
1: As the first, like, scary... Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I believe in Scott Derrickson. I believe in C. Robert Kirk. Car- I do. I do. But I'm like, how scary do they think it's going to be? Like, don't, don't... know. Like, don't tell me that the, ma- the men who thought up Sinister are going to give me some, like, half-done horror movie. Give me a horror movie. Is this going to be that sort of intense? Because, like... There are literally bloodbaths in this, like, in the yeah. original Blade. Like, what are we t- – what level I, are we I'm talking? I'm thinking
0: – oh, God. Um, what was that Peter Jackson movie with Michael J. Fox?
1: The Frighteners? The Frighteners. Was that –
0: that was P – was that R? That's sort of what I'm seeing. It's sort of like a PG-13 horror where there, there are going to be jumps. It's going to be tense. Things are going to be gross and creepy. Things are going to be, like, weird and trippy. But you're never going to see blood. Wait. Do you know what
1: I mean? Oh, wait. You think this for Blade?
0: No, for Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. For Blade, he said in the announcement that it is going to be PG-13. So if you're asking me about Blade, then I have no idea. It's going to be Buffy-esque,
1: maybe? I just want them to go, go hard or go home. People who love Blade don't want to see a watered down version of Blade. We want to see badass Mahershala Ali, yeah. trench coat.
0: You're gonna get you're gonna shing, get Wolverine.
1: Ugh, don't say that. You're gonna though. get Wolverine. I don't want that.
0: Off camera head slices.
1: I want Wesley Snipes. I mean, not literally.
0: <laughs> but you did a whole one year.
1: But that's the version I'm looking for. Right. Like, I I'm gonna be very disappointed if what they give us is just not a commitment to it it's just sort of like here's a fun vampire movie well
0: let's talk about the fact that Mahershala Ali two time academy award winner okay here's my actual is dream is doing this so I, let's, let's have some faith I want to see a true detective
1: season 3
0: true reunion, detective blade
1: in which Steven Dorff of blade one is back in the movie for whatever
0: reason I'm 120% involved it's nice to finally meet you man had my eye on you for
2: years. I know all about you. Your serum, Whistler, everything. Sunblock. Hey, it's a start, right? The goal, of course, is to be like you. Daywalker.
0: And can we get Donal Logue to come oh, back Donald as well? Oh, Lo-
1: Speaking of Don, we're going to have so many things about Donald Logue. <laughs> but yes, get Donald- get the whole cast of the original oh, 1998 yes. Blade. You can slice him, you can dice him, but the Queen Man just keeps on coming. Let's do it.
0: Oh my God. God, that – I don't have anything to say. That would, be, that would be so funny.
1: Basically what we're saying is if if we're disappointed by this new movie, if it's not what we hope it is, we'll always have Blade.
0: <laughs> There's only, we'll yes. always have
1: 1998's yes. Wesley Snipes as Blade.
0: All right. Let's move on to this uh, other property.
1: This thing that's happening. To Gre- sell more toys. Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach have signed on to co-write Warner Brothers Barbie – the movie starring Margot Robbie, who is said to portray the iconic doll. Gerwig is also being eyed to direct, but we don't know if that's true yet. That's basically the news. Right. There have been Barbie projects in the wind yeah, so around many. and about town for a while. Um, Amy Schumer was going to yep. do a Barbie movie. Now it's at Warner Brothers. They closed the deal with Mattel to make it happen. And now we got Greta Gerwig. Coming hot off of Little Women to do Barbie. what do we, uh, Serious question. What do we think Barbie the movie is about?
0: I don't know. But like Amy Schumer's Barbie to me, I can see it. Yes. It's a comedy. It's a commentary on this toy which yes. has caused so many young girls to have image issues. You know, issues with money, issues with status. Like that's comedy <laughs> napalm. Yeah. Credit Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. Like, what, is what is this What is shoegaze movie yeah. that we're going to get? Is this just going to be Francis Ha? I'd still watch it. <laughs> like, what if they deliver some artsy indie movie and but, Mattel's like, what?
1: Because there's a version of this movie that's like, you know, the woman who inspired the Barbie doll or something like that. And then there's like an actual actress playing Barbie.
0: Do you think Margot Robbie... This is a weird thought that just jumped in my head. Do you think Margot Robbie is maybe playing the toy? And it's like a movie about a toy that like talks to a young girl?
1: Gosh, I hope not. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just wondering like it's a completely different sentiment if you swap out Amy Schumer for Margot Robbie. Like Margot Robbie is –
1: Margot Robbie is more likely to play Barbie as Barbie.
0: Right. My next question. If we're getting super hot Barbie. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's Kim? Gonna, yeah, uh, obviously.
1: Who's Who's Kim? the beefcake?
0: Who's the slab of meat that we all want to see?
1: I think realistically it's Billy Magnuson.
0: That's funny. I mean, he's terrific. Sebastian Stan popped in my head. He's a little too old. Who's just like know. a cut? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Beautiful, beautiful man. Hmm. Taylor Kitsch. Oh, that'd be that I would want to but that movie would fail immediately okay that's it that's it for this week is it it Ryan oh why what
1: because there's a movie that we haven't had a lot of news about recently that we do have news about now so I think it's time for god damn it <laughs> god damn
2: it guys we have a Top Gun trailer <laughs> Son of a-
1: Oh, the amount of time I spent planning that exact moment (laughs) today.
0: Do you know why I hate this? Do you know why I was praying that... First of all, I completely forgot about this. Okay. And the thing that pisses me off the most is that trailer looked goddamn good.
1: Here's what I'll say about the Top Gun trailer. It gives us a little, a little tiny hint of what the movie's going to be. But honestly doesn't reveal. Anything. Anything. Or <laughs> it doesn't address my biggest concerns. Because like here's the thing. We get Tom Cruise doing the like. You know Ed Harris is like. Which. Ed Harris. Of course he's in this movie. Being like. You're, why are you still here? <laughs> you're way too old. And way too good to just be teaching. And Tom Cruise is just like. You don't give up what you love.
2: You should be at least a two star admiral by now. Yet here you are. Captain, what is that? It's one of life's mysteries, sir. But like <laughs> just like that. But
1: like where's Miles Teller? Reveal him to me. I'm, I'm I've got some concerns. I'll say it. They tried to they tried to hook us with the music and the nostalgia. It
0: seems like they're hiding.
1: It does seem like they are. I agree.
0: Like cuz um what's his name is in the trailer? Who's the um
1: we get a taste of John Hamm. Yeah, we, we get some Jennifer Connelly. Uh,
0: who's the other actor? The younger uh, set it up. The set it up actor.
1: Oh uh, yeah, Which frick
0: is his name? Uh, Glenn like Powell. A, Glenn we Powell. do we
1: do see him. We don't. It's true. We don't see who is. I think like supposed to be the linchpin of this whole thing. Right. Goose's son.
0: Very strange. I'm just. Here's the other thing is I'm I have a, I have a friend. I don't know if he'll be listening to this or not, but we get into huge arguments about the overuse of CGI, and he he's a, he's a cinematographer, and he can't stand it. like he can't watch he's like 10 minutes into a Marvel movie and he's like out. so he's been talking up this bullshit about Top Gun Maverick, which went like 14 months over schedule, yeah, to like film actual F16 aerial shots mm-hmm. instead of CGIing and it's like why to to make this and it yeah it does it look fucking insane knowing that these are all real planes and real test pilots? and then i read something today that tom cruise made all the actors like be good this better I, i'm i feel like i'm eating the onion here like this better be a real fucking story that i read but he was like you need to be like Fighter pilots, like he made them do hours of j- of like jet flying. Why he
1: believes in the integrity of Top Gun?
0: Oh my lord!
1: And we know what are some of the things we know. Like we know Val Kilmer is somehow involved. Didn't see any any version of him. Yeah, there's just lots that I think I will await because this they're calling it an official trailer. It's really more of a teaser because it's so much more like visual, visual, visual music planes yeah but like i i want to get to the trailer where it's like this is why maverick's still here this is goose's son coming into his life it brings back all this stuff and here we go again like i want to see how they plotted this whole thing out then i'll have more and you know what that means we'll just have to talk about it all over again
0: <laughs> i can't believe this synced up with the one episode where we only have two characters
1: and so i could just like toss it in
0: I should just cut this.
1: No! (laughs) I swear, if you cut this out.
0: All right, guys. You ready to talk about Misery, Kenna?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Guys, this is our weird reboot of Misery.
2: I really value your criticism, but maybe we're being a little hasty here. Paul, what you've written just isn't fair. Not fair. That's right. When I was growing up in Bakersfield, my favorite thing in all the world was to go to the movies on Saturday afternoons for the chapter plays. Cliffhangers. I know that, Mr. Man. They also call them cereals. I'm not stupid, you know. Anyway, my favorite was Rocket Man. And once it was a no brakes chapter. And the bad guy stuck him in a car on a mountain road and knocked him out and welded the door shut and tore out the brakes and started him to his death. And he woke up and tried to steer and tried to get out, but the car went off a cliff before he could escape. And it crashed and burned and I was so upset and excited. And the next week, you better believe, I was first in line. And they always start with the end of the last week. And there was Rocket Man trying to get out. And here comes the cliff. And just before the car went off the cliff, he jumped free and all the kids cheered. But I didn't cheer. I stood right up and started shouting, this isn't what happened last week. Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us. This isn't fair. He didn't get out of the cock a car.
1: I definitely wanted to include that clip because, honestly, she's giving him great advice.
0: Yeah, I. He, as a writer, you have to really make sure your logic is sound.
1: Yeah, if she's in the ground at the end of the last book, you have to start there. That's great advice.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like the end of um, Force Awakens. We want to see what happens on the island with Luke. Can't just jump ahead years. That would be cheating. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Misery, the 1991 thriller horror Stephen King adaptation, was directed by Rob Reiner. I didn't realize that. Rob Reiner. Yeah. One of my favorite directors. Right there. It says it. Director of A Few Good Men, When Harry Met Sally, Spinal Tap, several other great, great movies. Uh, a comedian of his own right, uh-huh. you know? Stars James Caan as Paul Sheldon, Kathy Bates as Annie Wilkes, and just for good measure, Richard Farnsworth as Buster, the town sheriff and chief of police and head of city council and or whatever, all, whatever, of his jobs all the titles he that has. he listed. As I said earlier, Ken and I decided after our rousing discussion of What About Bob? What would it be like if we took a thriller and tried to make it a comedy? Could we do it? Is it possible? Is this movie about an unhinged serial murderess who kidnaps her most beloved writer, kidnaps him.
1: Yes. I said that. You said that.
0: (laughs) This we know. Incapacitates him. Yes. Against his will Mm -hmm. and makes him write a book for her Mm -hmm. in this weird, twisted, psychosexual movie. I don't know.
1: Here's Can't the thing. We? Here's the thing. I think a version of this movie definitely works now, especially now that like Stan culture is so intense. Mm-hmm. Which does that need to be explained? Well,
0: at all, I, not to me, but to our listeners. Stan is a reference to the classic Eminem song. Yeah. Stan.
1: Eminem is a rapper.
0: <laughs> Let's go back in time. <laughs> Let's start with the late '90s and Marshall matters
1: The year is 1998. None of us were ready for a white rapper to become this famous. And boy, were we about to get a slap in the face. Um, Okay. So, yeah. So, I feel like there's this. Well, yeah. Okay. So, he had a song about uh, like an obsessive fan and the fan's name was Stan. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, now like, I I guess it's more like Gen Z kids have now like taken the name Stan and are using it uh, to essentially mean like an intense fandom. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's a whole it's a whole internet thing now that celebrities have, we have so much access to their lives through social media. People, quote unquote, stand people instead of just you know back in the day when all we had were like magazines and the occasional like entertainment television show. Like I
0: feel like a newsreel record <laughs> sound should be playing during this.
1: But like. It used to be harder to, you know, love the people you loved. You know, you had to wait for the new teen beat to get the new poster of Leonardo DiCaprio to put on your wall. You know what I'm saying? We
0: had wildly different lives. <laughs> <laughs> I do know you're saying it to some capacity. I, I, You know, the thing that maybe to kick this off, I want to ask you is what kind of comedy did you make this?
1: I made it. I definitely made it a dark comedy because I think what's funny about the movie that exists already to us is just that like she seems so preposterous she seems entirely preposterous but she's very dangerous right and so i kind of think that there's something more if you just leaned into her being extremely preposterous and occasionally maybe haplessly dangerous you have something funny there
0: yeah i was thinking so originally i was like can I make this a rom-com?
2: No! And then I watched
0: the movie and I said, no, in no way does this work.
2: Now don't be afraid. I love you. I love you too. And you're right. We are meant to be together. And I know we must die. Must be, so, that misery can
0: live. so I sort of settled on a genre, like a tone somewhere, but like an absurdist, dark comedy. Somewhere that was like a simple favor meets like Wet Hot American Summer. Like something where like... Okay. Something wild isn't really out of the reality. Because mm. this would be weird if you were to make a movie, this movie, as a comedy. It would be kind of strange. And, oh, yeah. And, you know insane so uh, that's kind of where my head was at who who should go first who wants to dive in here i feel like you should okay
1: okay i will i mean maybe i should because i have read this book oh as as i've mentioned before i feel a duty duty <laughs> to well i read misery when i was in high school i think Yeah, so I don't remember a ton of it.
0: And you were like, Stephen King gets me. He's my favorite.
1: My Annie. You can't kill my Annie. No, I, no. Um, Yeah, I'll go first. So, Paul Sheldon.
0: (laughs) That's his name.
1: Prolific author um, of a specific series of
0: books. Essentially Stephen King himself. Essentially.
1: Well, did you read in the trivia about how like it took him a long time to admit the book is about him? It's it's about about, cocaine, baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's about that yayo. Yeah yo. Do I need to explain yeah? Okay, guys. Yeah,
1: I don't know what that is. We're
0: going back to two thousand and seven. Is this
1: just a personal experience? (laughs) No.
0: Yeah yo. What? That's what Kanye calls it. What? Oh.
1: I don't remember this at all.
0: Now I have to Google. Yayo. I don't want to go to rehabs.com.
1: The internet was like, please.
0: Yeah, yayo. Oh, I had too many E's in it. Y-E-Y-O. Yayo. Anyways.
1: So, yeah, he he wrote it sort of as an amalgamation of his crazy fans, but about how it feels like, you know, you have a, a very specific thing you can't quit and then it also sort of bleeds into this notion that like people kept asking him for the same kind of book over and over and he wanted to write different books um a la the misery chastain series which (laughs) honestly he should have just wrote those books they sound intriguing
2: misery chastain put braces on your daughter's teeth and is putting her through college Bought your two houses and floor seats to the next and what thanks does she get you go and kill her i never meant for it to become my life If I hadn't gotten rid of it now, I'd have ended up writing it forever.
0: The romance novels?
1: The covers made them look like romance novels because it's like a Victorian setting, maybe a little like bodice ripping, that kind of thing. Um, I really love James Caan in this movie because the trivia kept telling us that this was such an intense challenge for him because there's not much he can do with his body. So it was really all about finding other reactions And he is so good at conveying pain just right here, Mm -hmm. baby, right in the old moneymaker. And I, yeah, I think he's great. So in my version, which was a little more, like I said, like dark comedy. So I think somebody who could probably still go through an immense amount of pain i think there's gonna be, i i enjoy a i enjoy Did you cast
0: on pain threshold i enjoy has a higher pain tolerance?
1: i i enjoy a violent comedy uh-huh now and then and so i think there's still gonna be some hobbling but and and not even like over the top, like, nah, like, I, I want I want some, like, I want I want it to ebb and I want it to flow anyway. So I cast Jim Carrey as my Paul
0: Sheldon. Ooh, I was I wasn't very close, but I was I was circling Mr. Jim Carrey. Um, tremendous actor, by the way. We yeah. do not give Jim Carrey the credit of how good of an actor he yeah. is,
1: we really don't. Just as a society, I don't feel like we talk enough about how good he like remains. Yeah,
0: that's a great choice. Um, I don't have anything to say about him because okay. he's a great pick. Cool. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I. This is what's hard about this, because we're not asking Jim Carrey to play James Kahn's version of no. Paul. We are asking Jim Carrey to play a comedic version of this Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so do you and he hasn't done a comedy in a long time right yeah
1: well like i mean yeah
0: you're uh, right what's his hbo show kidding kidding um which i've never seen but he's not he's playing like mr rogers like it's not a straight comedy it's sort of like it's a drama it's sad so what kind of jim carrey are you are we getting here are we getting Ace Ventura pet we're detective? Not,
1: I mean, we're not asking him for, like, the rubber-faced old-school Jim Carrey. I think we're asking him to bring a bit of levity to an upsetting situation. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's difficult to describe for me because – There is just, like, a specific brand of dark comedy that I think is super popular in, like, very, very indie films that just works for me. And so I'm seeing this, and I'm like, I can just, like, feel what the movie's supposed to feel like, but it's hard to describe. Yeah. Like, I went to see – I was telling you – I was just telling you about this. I went to see The Art of Self-Defense, and I almost feel like it would would be in that sort of vein of, like, you're laughing and you're – sad and kind of upset at the same time but it's funny yeah and so you like even while really sort of rude and terrible and upsetting things are being said and done you're like laughing along with them because it's being told in somewhat of an absurd way yes and so i can see jim carrey doing that thing where and it's almost a little bit like We've talked before about killing of a sacred deer and how much we like that and that sort of like uncomfortable comedy that comes with like watching these people act so weird. Yeah. But what's happening is so unfunny. But there is something like odd and
0: It's absurd. Yes. Cuz this would never happen. And then when you see it happen in, that we know in it. real life, sure. In real life, <laughs> it it's the only thing you can do is laugh. Like even yeah. in this movie like when Annie when she starts saying like when she tries to swear like Mm -hmm. her whole outlook on swearing and then when she curses it's all these like little kiddish words yeah the profanity bothers you
2: it has no nobility these are slum kids I, i was a slum kid everybody talks like that they do not what do you think i say when i go to the feed store in town oh now wally give me a bag of that effing pig feed and 10 pounds that bitchly cow corn the bank do I tell Mrs. Bollinger oh, here's one big bastard of a check give me some of your Christing money
0: that's funny it's weird because it's tense and you have to do something to cut that tension yeah uh, I love this pick I um, I went in a different direction but I like what you said about like bringing levity to like scenes where he's like in pain mm-hmm. and I do think that you're gonna need Paul to pratfall all over the place here <laughs> yeah. like, just constantly um, I went with John Favreau.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Um here's why. We forget I mean, John Favreau is now the biggest mega director for some reason. Like <laughs> Iron Man. Not for some <laughs> reason, but Elf, Iron Man, Lion yes. King, Jungle Book. And he sort of shifted away um from being like the lead in, in movies, but he's like really funny. Mm-hmm. And there's something about him now in his career. Being this successful and being sort of the pop culture guy that you want to like helm certain projects, I thought would be really interesting for him to play as Paul in this situation. Like someone who's confronted by their biggest fan Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. and who
0: could also – here's the other thing. I feel like you will root for Jon Favreau, you know, like when he's all tucked in bed and Annie's like – I mean, we have to talk about the hobbling scene, right?
2: Paul, do you know about the early days at the Kimberly Diamond Mines? Do you know what they did to the native workers who stole diamonds? Don't worry, they didn't kill them. That would be like junking your Mercedes just because it had a broken spring. No, if they caught them, they had to make sure they could go on working. But they also had to make sure they could never run away. The operation was called hobbling.
0: Oh, that was brutal. Like, here's a, honestly, the first half hour of this movie, I was kind of chuckling. I was kind of like this is this is kind of kind of stupid already. Like Yeah. It cuz it is absurd. It's tense. It's absurd and you want Paul to escape. You want him to get yes. out of here. And then the next hour is just like, "Oh my god, this is so hard to watch." And then it finally builds to the hobbling scene and you see his leg just go whack. Yeah. Oh my lord. So I think it's important to to have a, to have an actor who can portray the kind of pain, the kind of um mm-hmm. vulnerability and I don't mean like emotional vul- vulnerability, I just mean like he's trapped, like he he can't get yeah. out. But he's kind of like John Favreau's kind of goofy and he's he's like kind of sweet and he has like a dry humor, he, like he's always put upon in his films. Yeah. And I think that's a real plus for a comedic version of Paul
1: yeah, I agree. I think that there's something about him that we will want to root for him. Yeah. Which is probably his biggest asset. Mm-hmm. That like we're just going to we're going to like this guy. You yeah, know, I I think this is a this is a smart choice. You're right, and then I probably wouldn't have thought of him for this. Um, but you know, even just sort of maybe taking him out of like the writer sphere and making him a character who's just like somehow relevant in pop culture and has a crazy fan like i think that's absolutely reasonable yeah so
0: what if he's like kev like a kevin feige (laughs) like he's like george lucas or um i'm trying to think of like like these producers now who are like
1: i was gonna say he's like the head of a studio um you know like you know crazy but i i see what you're saying because this is something that i thought about legitimately is could this movie work if we switched up the dynamic and i think it does work if it's like okay let's say it's john favreau playing a version of himself Mm -hmm. and the person who kidnaps him is a crazy fanboy that works
0: let's let's say that this is john favreau before he made the live action version and annie's just pissed about the live action version, because the animated version
1: of the Lion King.
0: Why did I say the animated version? The animated version.
1: The animated version
0: is of the Lion is King. Her, is her misery?
1: Yeah, is her misery. the The new version of the Lion King was my misery. if You know what I'm saying? Zing. Zing. Um, but I also thought, could it be possible to switch the genders of these characters? And I think the answer to that is no.
0: Why? Because I thought the same thing, but I want to know why. you.
1: I legitimately thought about this because I was like, what if it was the other way around? And it was and I think it's because there has to be a descent into there has to be a a, we have to level up on the fear. Mm -hmm. And so when Paul wakes up, he very much believes at first that this woman just rescued him. And she has every intention of calling somebody to come and get him. She's very disarming, even though she's weird. He is like, okay, she's going to take care of me.
2: I guess it was kind of a miracle you finding me. (laughs) no it wasn't a miracle at all in a way I was following you you were following me well it wasn't any secret to me you were staying at the Silver Creek seeing as how I'm your number one fan and all some nights I just tool on down there and sit outside and look up at the light in your cabin and I try to imagine what was going on in the room of the world's greatest writer. If if I'm a woman and I wake up in a bedroom
1: and this man is like, "I found you," and I'm going to make immediately, your brain is like, "No way!" Yeah, this man is trying to play me because that dynamic just doesn't work. Like women are always more on their guard when it's we. It would just never work. You would immediately. If that man was Jeff Goldblum, though, no. Are you trying to be like
0: – What if he was like Timothy Oliphant and you're like, oh, Mr. Oliphant. You don't think Timothy Oliphant's this is good looking? I,
1: I think we're just figuring out Brian's type right
0: now. Old, old, <laughs> old celebrities. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I was, I was thinking in a way that like Annie Wilkes is such a great character to take it away from like a female performer would be a crime. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, on that level of, like, yeah, you don't want to wake up in some man's house. Like, that's 10 Cloverfield Lane. And immediately yeah. you're like, eh, get the fuck out.
1: Because it, it's all so, like, everything about it seems like, well, it can't be that bad. Like, she really does love his books. She seems so innocent. Mm-hmm. She's very endearing. Like, there are weird things going on that we are very, like, leaning yeah. into because we know what the movie's going to be. But for him, you're like... Well, yeah, like of course he's not worried immediately and then we sort of watch it all – all the pieces fall into place.
0: Well, let's talk about Annie then. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Played by the incredible Kathy Bates. She was so good Stephen King was like, I'm going to change all my characters for you to play them because Mm -hmm. you were astonishing. Um, The thing about Annie – we kind of talked about her already – Is that like you really need a great actress who can act controlling, morose, hysterical, not in like the comedy way, but the hysterical, like the stan way, the fan way, like frothing kind of. Who can maybe who can and definitely has to play like insane, vicious, but they also have to make us laugh now, don't they? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought of one woman and one one woman only, because she has lighted my life more times than i have counted okay i picked amy poehler
1: okay okay interesting
0: i just sometimes you know i'm a visual guy and sometimes i just get visuals in my head and i can't get out of them but that scene when um buster comes into annie's house and he's snooping around she shows him the writer, the writing studio where she says that this is what – she's taken up Paul's yeah. – yeah, she's called to be a writer now that Paul's dead or missing or whatever.
2: I know how he wrote, the kinds of words he used, the wonderful stories he told. I spent the last four weeks trying to write like Paul Sheldon, but I can't do it right. I try and I try and – I know all the words, but it's just not the same.
0: And Buster's like, okay. And then Annie leaves. And the whole time you're like, she's going to get the gun. She's going to get some poison. She's going to murder him. Like, and there's a shot where like Annie just keeps like tucking in and out of this hallway. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I just want to see Amy Poehler just do these <laughs> like absurd, like I could just see her like thriving in this role, but also like having her do these like weird camera gags would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, this film really chooses to film Annie up close. Yeah. Pretty much any time she comes into the room, so she's like all encompassing. Like you can't escape her because she is the frame. And then Paul's like more drawn back. And I just think Amy Poehler has a has a wild talent to draw you in with her face. Like she's very she can play these deadpan expressions. Mm-hmm. She like Leslie Nope is yeah. the good Annie Wilkes. Yeah. think about it.
1: Yeah, because there's something sort of like innocent, innocent and endearing about her. Okay. I mean it just sounds so crazy. Like Really? Now no, but like I don't mean that in the way that like I think Amy Poehler sounds crazy. I think like even thinking about like my picks, I'm like, this just this is just crazy <laughs>
2: yeah, like, that oh, we're
0: just doing this. Whole this. Thing. So
1: it's kind of insane. Um especially because let's
0: lighten up this murderer.
1: Yeah, let's make her likable. Because um, now I'm thinking about my pick, and I and I feel like I'm almost taking, like, a, a, different, a different absurd turn with her, who she might be as Annie. But, um, no, yeah, I absolutely think I would watch Amy Poehler do this. 100%. Yep. Okay, so for my Annie, um, I picked... I'm just laughing at myself because it's kind of crazy. I picked Vanessa Bayer. And I think the reason I liked her for this is that I think she's so entirely capable and very funny and is honestly just like I'm just waiting for her more like more mainstream break, not as like the best friend or the side character, but as like something super funny because I think she's totally capable. And so I'm sort of imagining this world where Vanessa Bear plays a fan to, like, Jim Carrey's whatever he is. And maybe she's not even, like, an actual murderer, but she has just, like, accidentally murdered so many people that they, like, (laughs) think she's a serial killer. And even now she's, like, trying so hard to take care of this person and she loves him, but, like, she accidentally, like, cuts his foot off and, like... Accidentally does all these other things, and that's a movie I would watch.
0: I would. I'm a hundred percent on board. I literally said <laughs> for my hungry guys yesterday. Have you seen the Totino sketch? Her, like,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: My hungry guys,
2: <laughs> Brittany.
0: I think she's super funny. Um, what was she in? What movie was she in recently? She played like – she was in like a rom-com where she was like someone's best friend and it was like – she was funny in it but I was just like, man.
1: Well, like I loved her in like Trainwreck where she plays – That's what it was. Amy Schumer's best friend and yeah. that's great but there's like – there's a comedy for like, her to yeah. start in.
0: I was about to say I was like I need her to do m- more. Yeah. I need her to not be that the the, the – type cast best friend yeah. in a rom-com because
1: she's like weird fi- I was rewatching. I think you should leave Tim Robinson's show mm-hmm. and the sketch that she does have you seen it oh, okay there's a sketch that she does where she's like out with friends at brunch and they're all posting pictures on Instagram and being like look what I just posted and it's them like saying they're like well when you take a cute picture of yourself and you post it on instagram you have to write like a stupid caption so people don't think you're bragging and so she is just like dogging on her friends being like these two pieces of shit i don't know <laughs> like it's so funny and i'm like why i don't know why we just people haven't like picked up quite yet on that i think she has
0: she's so funny
1: star power
0: she might yeah in the right anyway it, let's just have her play a serial murderess. Yeah.
1: I'll say this about Annie. I think the my main issue with most Stephen King adaptations is that it's very difficult to create the characters in a visual format the way he writes them in a book mm-hmm. because everything is so internal. Like when I read Carrie, I remember like watching the movie and being like, but we're just not – We there's so much we don't know that's so like interesting and exciting about like her inner life. And De Palma's movie is so great but like – it's just so hard to like get what's going on. And so even like the struggle of like how in pain Paul is and how he's trying so hard to keep it together. Like we really don't get exactly what he gives us in the book. And so for there's I just feel like there's so much about Annie that like Kathy Bates does a really good job of of doing it as well as she can like very mm-hmm. – in the very movie way. But there, it's so difficult – to do we just don't fully realize how well written the
0: character is i don't think you standing right now not really you're standing right now
1: i don't see i that's so odd because i don't i maybe i do like stephen king way more than i let on because every time i go back to like not reading one of his books i feel like i when i go to read it i'm like man this is good writing
0: this it's weird like if you read him if you read if you read his like if you don't read him for a while and you pick up like a book of his and you read it, you're like, fuck, like the stand is amazing. Sam's yeah. lot is so good. Like the Dark t- like he's brilliant. But then if you read too much of him, yeah. you're like, oh, I can't stand well, you have this. have to take a break. His endings stink.
1: You have to take a break. Like... I, well, I didn't read for a long time after I finished it because I was like, this book is so long and so intricate and there's so much of it that it's honestly like, difficult to get through. Mm-hmm. But the way he creates, it just like, no matter how much you're like, man, like this is, this is a lot to get through. You're like, I just got to keep going back because I know I'm going to reach a point where I'm like, oh, it's yeah. all worth it. But yeah, it's good.
0: Um, somehow this podcast with three characters is 57 minutes long uh let's go to Buster Buster um played by Richard Farnsworth arguably my favorite character <laughs> definitely the funniest character and the yeah ba- the the tete-a-tete of him and his wife <laughs> straight up it was everything
1: his his like When you're in this car, you're not my wife, you're my deputy. Like, that, that, I want a movie about Buster and his wife. Yeah,
0: and she's just like, I'd rather be in bed with the sheriff. And you're like, these two. These
1: two. What does
0: he say? He's like, there's that old spice again, which she just keeps, she just keeps poking him. She keeps thinking he's cheating on her, which is hilarious. I just think he's so funny.
2: No, he's not here. I don't know where he is. He never tells me anything anymore. He's probably out having an affair somewhere. Wait a minute. He's coming in now. It's Jim Taylor. He wants to know who you're having an affair with.
1: Which is interesting because, like, the movie makes him out to be a character. And, like, in the book, he's just not as, like, proactive Mm -hmm. in trying to find Paul. Um, But, I mean, every, every... Every movie like this, like, needs someone to be at least trying a little bit to figure out what's going on. And it just, we, we love that he's the wily old coot. Just, I don't know.
0: What do you think happened to his body? The pig? A little Hannibal, uh, Hannibal action where she chops him up, feeds it to the pig?
1: I'm trying to think of the timeline cuz he dies.
0: He opens the door, he sees he gets Paul shot. at the bottom of the stairs. He's he gets shot in the back with a shotgun and then he falls down and then she's like, I realized that it, what I is. And our then he convinces
1: is. her to let him finish the book. Yes. Okay, so there is a little bit of time. Um I think it's entirely possible she fed him to the big.
0: Mm, maybe she fed him to Paul. Okay, uh, your turn. Okay, For so, Mr. Buster I always want to say Buster Buster Blues Blue. oh, Buster Brown. <laughs>
1: Um so for my buster I picked an obvious choice but a classic choice mm-hmm. I picked Henry Winkler.
0: Oh yeah, the old winks.
1: Who's nominated for an Emmy for his work on Barry. That's true.
0: He's so good in Barry.
1: He's so much fun. And I've heard he's a delight on set, just a genuine person. Yeah, I'd watch him, Henry Winkler sort of like bumble his way through a an in quote unquote investigation.
0: Yeah. I think that's great. I I I kind of went I really zeroed in on I have nothing to say about Henry Winkler. I love Henry Winkler. So yeah.
1: Well, that's something, so.
0: I I really focused on the dry sarcastic wit that Buster and his wife have with each other. So I was like, I want a comedian who's a great actor who could live in this absurd dark comedy okay. and still give me that dry, sleepy tone that I really really want pick Ray Romano, baby.
1: Wow.
0: From The Big Sick and Paddleton. Okay. Pad, oh, <laughs> yes. I didn't watch it, but.
1: <laughs> um, no, wow, okay. I'm a little shocked, but not, not upset about
0: it. Um, uh, anyways, yeah. So that's who I picked. Um. Great
1: choice. Thank you.
0: I think we, I think we have two great busters.
1: Yeah. Three whole characters. Done yeah. and done.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we got one more. Oh, yeah. Guys, where does Barry Pepper go? <laughs>
1: One place? Yeah. Did you make him the helicopter pilot?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you really? Played yeah. by Rob Reiner? Yeah. No, the helicopter pilot has no lines. That's I why didn't even it's notice so it was Rob Reiner. In a
1: comedy? That's why it's so great to just have a very famous person, like, right? not say anything. <laughs> I say very famous. He's very famous, right? Yeah, yeah, Everybody saw Crawl, right?
0: Everyone saw it. Not me. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I made him the agent. I made him Marsha, the agent, the book agent who's like, oh, worried about you Paul. Should...
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, well, pfft, whatever.
0: <laughs> you know the other speaking role in this movie?
1: Yeah, but she's, like, not around a lot.
0: No, but, like... I kind of want him to do, like, a Matthew McConaughey, Tropic Thunder kind of thing.
1: Uh-huh. Um, okay, well. The
0: helicopter pilot? Yeah! You, of all the episodes, of all the parts that we have tried to hit on the same mark of Barry Pepper, Why are you suddenly so angry? you're Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry, and my pizza's not here.
1: Your pizza is here, it's just not in this room. We don't
0: know. We don't know, <sighs> Kenneth. Kind of. But the helicopter pilot is the one that you're like, how did you not put him as the helicopter pilot?
1: I just... I don't understand why you're so upset. <laughs> it's just... I th- made insane. a logical choice.
0: I feel like... I, I feel... I feel crazy. All right.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Any other uh, lasting thoughts about this movie? This movie is good. Like, a- as is, this movie is tremendous. Let's not... Let's not... Our weirdness about what we're doing with this movie get in the way of... This is an incredibly well-made movie. An it's An incredibly good. acted movie. Um... One thing I loved about this movie in the trivia uh, was that Misery, the book, was almost turned into a Broadway play starring Julia Roberts as Annie. And Stephen King was like, no.
1: <laughs> I loved, because I didn't know about this, but when they did turn it into a play, it was Bruce Willis and Laurie Metcalf, yeah. which is a fantastic cast. That is a
0: fantastic cast. I, uh, for some reason, when I read this, now i just realizing it said play. I was thinking musical. Starring Julia Roberts, (laughs) which is why I was like, how come she's not reacting as strongly as I did when I first read this? Could you imagine a Misery musical (laughs) starring Julia Um, Roberts?
1: Also, because it's becoming my thing to just pull my favorite piece of trivia that made me laugh the most. This movie, it was a dress worn by Kathy Bates in her role as Annie Wilkes (laughs) is on display at Planet Hollywood in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina.
0: Uh, who writes this stuff (laughs) honestly
1: somebody who went to the planet hollywood in myrtle beach South carolina
0: (laughs) they probably had the shrimp i uh was there an actor on the planet earth who wasn't up for the role of paul
1: no Um, at the time no
0: i think i was up for the role of paul (laughs) i was six and they were like maybe brian can do it it was literally (laughs) name an actor they were they were thought IMDB can trivia that.
1: can't be trusted on this because you will read one like line where it's like oh they considered so and so and then two or three facts later it's a list of it's all I know. possible actors of the same age who could have played this part they wanted to give it to everyone
0: yeah um I think that's it. I think that's all I got. I think we did it. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us this week on The Boot. If you like this episode, please check out our past episodes. Please check out our next episode. We have an incredible movie for you. An incredible movie for you. And I'm saying this with all confidence. It was a movie I had never seen before. Yeah. Kenna had never seen it before. Am I correct on that?
1: I have never seen it before.
0: It is tremendous. Yeah. And we're going to get into all its goodness next week. So stay tuned. Uh, Kenna, where can the people find us?
1: You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stop by and leave us a rating and review. It's the best way to help us out. And don't you want to help us out? You can also find us on Ko-fi, where you can go make a very small donation to help us keep making this amazing podcast. That link is in our description. And all over Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you can find us on Twitter at The Boot Podcast and on Instagram at Boot Podcast. Or you can find us individually because... Misery loves company.
0: Oh. At Flynn, being at Ken and
1: Trent, I thought that was pretty
0: good. That hit me like a sledgehammer to the ankle. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. Just check. biggest
2: Liberace records.